Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that's always playing con women and everything he's in. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, that's the only thing I know how to do. You know, you got typecasted into con woman, and damn it, you went with it. You, you yeah, was doing it. I'm making it work. You were in Casper, Casper Meets Wendy, all the con movies. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Those are the two biggest, yeah. You're so great. So, Brandon, how was your week this week? Oh, man. Oh, so good. So good. You finally got those Christmas lights tangled or untangled, I should say, right? (sighs) Nope. Working on it. I'll get there. I'll get there by Christmas Eve. Yeah, okay. If you say so. I mean, just buy a new, Brandon. That's what all the cool kids do. Yeah. I know, like, we start half of these podcasts just talking about the weather here and there because they're so different. But, uh,. Yeah, uh, it's it was 105 today, and gross. I did not like it. That's disgusting, Brandon. Yeah, this summer, degrees. this summer is going to be garbage. You know what? We haven't had like any snow here yet, and it's December 9th, which is outrageous, okay? I opened up the door today to let the dog out before we started recording, and it was raining out. That's okay, Brandon. You know, wait, hold on. What am I saying? No, that's not okay. I don't know. 105 degrees in my December? Are you and it's, the audacity? It's the very beginning of summer, too. Like, it's going to get worse. That's bullshit. Okay. They're saying it's, it's going to be the worst summer ever in the history of always. <laughs> oh, man. Till next year. Uh, yeah. You know what, though? At least, at least for my entertainment purposes, you do get to send me more spider pictures because I do love it. I love it when you send me spider pictures. You sent me one, and I didn't post it on Instagram yet, but... The one where you were like, I thought it was twigs. <laughs> it was not twigs, Brandon. That was a spider. No, it was a spider. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see a spider, I'm like, oh, this one's going to Cortland. I know. And I love it. Every time. You have to have a catalog of every bit of Australian wildlife I see. No, I do. Definitely. Because like you sent me the pictures and I'm like, man, I'm glad that doesn't exist in my world. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a different fucking planet or something. It's great. Yeah. Between your spiders and your random lizards that you send me pictures of and your food, you really are living in a whole different world. I know. That's great. Whole new world. All for my entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Brandon. So, actually, I do have a story, Brandon. So, last week, you know, I talked about how it was my son's birthday party, right? You remember that? Mm-hmm. We went to a trampoline park, the trampolarium, whatever we called it. I don't remember. We're, I don't know we're... if trampolarium's a word, but I like it. Well, you know what? Neither is chillology, okay? We just fuck up words. That's what we do. I love chillology, too. I do, too. I just say whatever I want. I know, Brandon. <laughs> you can't be stopped. <laughs> but anyway, he was uh, he was jumping up on these trampolines, and there were so many kids there. And I was just thinking, like, man, this is like a COVID hotspot. What the fuck am I doing here? I should put a mask on. And I didn't do that. But I didn't get sick. So, like, hey, everything worked out in the end, right? Yeah, and nobody, like, broke their arm or, like, jumped into each other? No, nobody broke their arm. I don't remember if anybody fell or anything, but they were fine if they did. They were on trampolines, Brandon. They just popped right back up. Yeah, that's true. You know what, Brandon? It's been, like, a couple of minutes here. Do you want to just get into this episode of Tales from the Crypt we got going on? Yeah, we're finished with the company-required banter, and we can move right on to... The part people just, like, skip, 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 skip. Okay, here's the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. We'll put a chapter marker right here. Oh, girl, I don't do that. Whew, that's work. So we just got done watching Tales from the Crypt, Season 4, Episode 5, Beauty Rest, Brandon. Hmm. What'd you think about this little ditty? I had issues with this episode, Cortland. 
Oh my goodness. You're so serious all of a sudden. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I got real problems with this one. Look, I don't want to spoil everything uh, from a 32-year-old episode right off the bat, but did you notice any similarities between this one and a certain other episode we watched not too long ago? Yeah, there's episodes, similarities to a lot of episodes. Yeah, it's a lot of copy and paste, I feel. <laughs> yeah, like, we're only in season four, but I don't know, some of these episodes feel like they're, the show's running out of steam already. I feel like we said that once before back in, like, season two. I don't remember why. Maybe it's because <laughs> yeah, it was back-to-back zombies. I don't remember. Yeah, but those were, like, back-to-back good zombies. Yeah. I can one... forgive, uh, like, similar plot lines if they're both good. Right. This one is literally the exact same storyline as a certain other episode that I'll talk about in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. What did, what was your problems? Was it just everything? Oh, we'll talk about it. It. Okay. It's mostly around the ending, sure, which yeah. we'll get to at the end. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, it's just not a very strong episode, which is no, the biggest problem. I didn't think it was, like, I didn't think it was anything great. I thought it was fine. I thought the acting in it was fine. Um, It's just, like, I've definitely seen this already from this show, and it was very kind of, like, next <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I'll just say... That- this episode would have been better with John Lovitz in it. Oof, yeah, right? That was the exact thing I thought, too. I was like, this is fine, but like, where's my John Lovitz? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just talk about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, our episode begins with the Crypt Keeper, and he's doing push-ups this time. He's up to seven before he looks over and he sees us. And he's got this sweet skull headband on. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a sweat-capturing device, Brandon. Have you ever yeah, worn I a headband? It. I get it. It just it looked like he was trying to be some kind of rocker dude, and I was yeah. like, w- "Like, what's going on here? Why is this rock guy like doing push-ups?" Nope. I thought the same thing. I was like, "Oh, we got another little like, is he going to be the Beatles at the end of this one? What's going on?" But now nah, he's just doing push-ups, and he says, "Hello, kitties. What's Sinu?" <laughs> get it? Because it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And he laughs, but then goes, Ugh. "I was in the middle of my deadly dozen." First, I do a few pull-ups, then a few jumping hacks, and then I like to finish with a little die impact aerobics. (laughs) So, he's not using Arnold Schwarzenegger as his personal trainer anymore? No, not this season. They they couldn't afford him, I think, again. (laughs) I mean, they they should have been able to. Tales from the Crypt is pretty popular at this point, but... He struggles out another laugh, but he is all tuckered out from all of his exercise. He sighs, saying that he's getting in shape for tonight's tale... That's about an ambitious young actress who's looking for her big break. Will she make it? Only her scare dresser knows for sure. I call this dismal drama beauty rest. Crypty here does not grab his book of tales this time, though, Brandon. There's no book of tales in sight. We just cut over to the picture. I don't know where the book was. Huh? He's he's tired and sore. You know what? I guess I get it. No, I don't. I would never do a fucking push-up. But the picture for this one, there is a woman in her underwear in the foreground, but she's dead and hanging by a noose. Behind her is a woman on stage in a dress that seems to be winning an award of sorts. And before anything, I said, hmm, this is giving me some top billing vibes already. (laughs) Wow, starting early. Yeah, I wonder if that'll change as the episode goes on. My favorite part happens next, Brandon, because we fade into the episode and into a fake commercial. Yeah. This is the best part of the episode. I love commercials. I don't. Like, I hate them when yeah, they're happening to that. me, but I love old commercials, okay? 
There's yeah. been times, and I've said this before on the podcast, where we would just watch compilations of old, like, 90s and 80s commercials, and they are the best. Yeah, you and I have spent many hours watching advertising willingly. It's fun, though, right? Like, And we probably had, like, boost. YouTube commercials cutting into our commercials, and we're like, oh, man, it's an ad. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Oh, back to the ads. Yes. Yeah, I would much rather watch an advertisement for something that doesn't exist anymore or, you know, the, the fucking Hershey's Kiss commercial where they dingling the bells, you know? Like, give me that shit. I'm fine with it. Yeah, they're probably still playing that. One. Oh, yeah. And then the that, Campbell's and Soup. And that fucking kid with the snowman. The snowman. Melts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure it's on all the tubes these days, although I don't have cable anymore, so I can't verify. Yeah, I haven't watched TV in years, so I don't know what they're doing over there. <sighs> We're so out of the times. But... We're out of the ads, too, unless we search them on YouTube. A woman on screen shakes her hair and then turns around asking, What's your favorite part of a woman? The nape of oh, her neck. Getting right into it. I know, right? Then she fades off screen and then comes back and better than ever asking, The line of her back? Or the shape of her breasts? <laughs> I should be. Okay, what kind of commercial is this? Like, that is not hmm. something you can just put on TV. In between episodes of Mad About You? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> this is one of those commercials that plays late at night where the only people up are those with, like, you know, sleeping disorders. Yeah. Or just maybe, Brandon, it's her mind. Some funky beats start up as she says, It may be a man's world. That doesn't mean I have to take it lying down. Because I want to compete. And the woman stands up in a business suit and clomps her way to a desk saying, whether I'm a CEO or an MD or an MRS, I don't know what an MRS is, I want to be taken seriously, very seriously. Then she lifts up a little bottle of perfume saying, that's why I never feel fully dressed until I put on Ball Buster. And she spritzes that shit all over her neck. All over her holds up that pads. bottle. I love it. <laughs> Look, you're not a powerful woman in like the you know early 90s unless you got giant shoulder pads, okay? I love them. They're so, yeah, me too. They're the best. She tells us it's not just for any woman. It's for the woman who means business. Two people from the side slide into the camera and start handing her papers and stuff as the camera slowly backs up out with just her sitting there looking all professional. A cameraman finally walks on set yelling, cut, did you get it? Good, 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 good. Everybody scatters as he yells that our main character here, Helen, was fabulous. Helen walks up to the director asking, wait, did you really mean I was fabulous? He tells her he's been working in commercials for about 20 years now, and that was the dopest shit he's ever seen in his entire life. Helen takes direction so well, and she is just brilliant, and she's the cat's meow, and Helen's all, um, <laughs> does that mean that I got the part? And he tells her, oh yeah, totes, 100% you got that part. That cuts us over to Helen in her agent's office or something. And she's all, what do you mean I didn't get the part? And her agent's on the phone talking to some person saying that he'd rather drink Drano than do what she wants. Then he stops and sighs, looking at Helen, saying the director decided to go another way. Helen is all frantic here, saying, but he said I was the bee's knees. What's going on here? It was a done deal. She pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking on that. And the agent tells her, yeah, too bad, so sad. Hey, wait a sec. I thought she was quit smoking. Helen stands up saying that she did. Anyway, I'm tired of being the bridesmaid. I want the part. I am that what? woman. She got a part as the bridesmaid? No, she's she's always the bridesmaid, never the bride, Brandon. Hey, you take bridesmaid gigs when you can. What has she got to complain about? 
look, I can't compare it to that because, you know, we're not, we can't be bridesmaids, I guess. But, like, I don't want to just out myself here, Brandon, but anytime anybody asks me to be in a wedding, I say yes because you have to. Like, it's, I think it's a legal obligation, mm-hmm. but I hate it. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually want to, but I have to. Yeah. It's the worst. Responsibilities and all that. Stupid. What? I don't want to be an adult anymore, Brandon. No, I want to go back to the 90s and watch all those commercials. Oh, yes. Give me the commercials. I'll take the Trolls commercials. I don't care. I'll watch them. Archie, the agent here, agrees, saying that she is the ball buster. Helen looks out a window, saying that she's bashing her head against the wall for about 10 years now. Isn't she entitled to a break? Hmm, that sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> no. Archie says, I know. And Helen asks, who got the part? Archie here kind of sidesteps that, asking, what does that even matter? But Helen is relentless, okay? She wants to know who got that part. She needs to know it, Brandon. Yeah, I want to know it. Because it seemed like she did have the part. Remember when the director was all like, yeah, you got this part, and now she doesn't? He was like, it's yours, baby. And the camera zoomed right into his mouth to show you how sure he was. And you would think that he's the one calling the shots, but who knows? Archie's all, well, how about you look to the future instead? Helen doesn't let up, though, until Archie tells her that it was her roommate, Joyce, that got the part, Brandon. Goddamn Joyce. God damn it, Joyce. She gets everything. Helen groans and starts just freaking out. She yells, Oh, what happened? Did her orgasm show some acting ability? You know how she got that part, don't you? She screwed the guy. Archie tells Helen that that isn't a fair assumption. And Helen's all, you're right, but I'm so tired of seeing her sleep her way to the top. Helen grabs a bunch of stuff and packs her bags and goes to leave, but Archie jumps up yelling, You know what your problem is? You've gotten a rotten attitude. Helen asks, But why? Because I won't put out? Because I think it's what's in the inside that counts? Archie brushes her hair back, asking Helen, Have you ever thought that your roommate gets these parts because she wants them more than you do? Helen tells him to shut up and that she wants them parts, but there's some things that she's not willing That's to do. That's a stupid thing to say. Archie yells, Fine. What are you willing to do? Maybe her roommate gets the parts because she's better at the job. Unacceptable, Brandon. There has to be an ulterior thing here going on. There has to be. All right. We cut over to a doorknob that's turning, and Helen grumbling about showing him what she's willing to do, like firing his ass. She busts into the room and falls down to the floor. I don't know why, though. She just, like, aggressively opened the door too much, and it, you know, makes her fall to the ground. She's just done. All right. We hear her roommate Joyce call out, Helen, is that you? Oh my god, I have the best news. You're never going to guess what happened to me today. She helps Helen up a bit, and Helen tells her, Nail polish and die, you little bitch. (laughs) Jesus. Joyce is all, oh my gosh, why are you in such a bad mood? We see Helen walk over to the kitchen, take off her jacket, and she responds, saying that she's in a bad mood because Joyce is in such a good mood. She rummages into the cupboard and starts snacking on a disgusting looking rice cake and asks what do you have against me having a career hmm? then wonders aloud why she even eats this shit she throws that away saying that she might as well be fat and miserable then she goes in the fridge and grabs a little ice cream she scoops that shit right into her mouth asking why is it every time someone gets close to casting me you suddenly show up with your legs spread joyce is appalled by that accusation saying that she has never done that and that's my ice cream helen takes another spoonful asking so And Joyce is all, you know what, whatever. I didn't even like that flavor anyway, which is stupid because it's like chocolate. I mean, who doesn't like chocolate? (laughs) Yeah. She just buys ice cream that she hates. 
Yep, that's not, you know what? That's what you do when you're rich and famous and get all the parts, Brandon. Yes, okay? that's what you do when you're like a model and you shouldn't really be eating ice cream, so you only buy the stuff you hate. That, that could you be don't it. Really want to eat? Yeah. In response, Helen spits that ice cream back into the container and tells Joyce that she wants her out of this apartment. Joyce is all, uh, but this is my apartment. So Helen tells her to go to hell and then pulls out a pizza from the fridge and starts snacking on it. And I think it's so funny that Helen is over there eating fucking nasty ass rice cakes when they have all of this delicious food in their apartment. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. But I just love I love this part where Helen is just like grabbing every piece of food <laughs> and all of her lines are like, oh, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Joyce tells Helen to calm down and that she thought that these was friends. Helen smacks her hand away from the pizza, yelling at her not to use the F word in front of her because they are not friends. No friend would ever do what Joyce has done to her. Joyce tries telling Helen that she hasn't done anything to her. She swears. And Helen is all, really? What about Carmart or Bon Voyage Cruises? What about Ballbuster? I mean, Christ, it's like competing with a damn sperm bank. She munches on some donuts because that's not she went on to next. As Joyce asks, wait, Ballbusters? You mean I got Ballbusters? And she giggles. So, Corlin, let me ask you. Okay. Do you think Joyce actually does any of these things that Helen accuses her of? I don't think so, no. Joyce does seem hurt by the accusation, but also, Joyce can't just be accidentally going and getting all these gigs that Helen wants. Yeah. Like, she's gotta, at, l at the very least, be, like, trying to snake all these roles away. I think that, I think Helen is just upset, and she's just like, this has ha it's gotta be what it is, you know? There's no other way she could be getting parts unless she's sleeping with people, which... It's kind of the theme of this episode, and it's really stupid. Yeah, like, I think she's probably just getting the roles and the jobs on her own, but also she knows that Helen's going for those roles, and she's going and getting them. Yeah, it's very much top billing. <laughs> yeah. Very much top billing. And we're going to say that a lot in this episode, because, spoilers, this episode is top billing, except there's no John Lovitz. Yeah, so, so it's automatically worse. Yeah, yeah. It's top billing, but like diet top billing. <laughs> Helen over here starts freaking out saying, wait, you don't even know? Then what the hell are you so happy about? And she squeezes the juice out of the donut in her hand. Joyce tells her, oh, you know that guy that I've been seeing for the past couple of weeks? Tom? He's in charge of this beauty pageant for a trade show or something. And, well, he's going to make me the winner. See, he gave me this note. And Helen starts losing her mind here. She starts gasping, saying Joyce is making her sick. Joyce explains that it's not what Helen's thinking, that she really likes this guy. Helen asks if that's what the note says, and Joyce tells her, no, the note's for the guy who's emceeing the pageant, some dude named George. Helen yells for Joyce to stop talking, and she just bumbles out of the way, out of the conversation, and into the bathroom. In the bathroom, she slams the door, opens up the medicine cabinet, which causes all of the contents to spill into the sink, and she grabs a bottle for Doze Off and tries to open it up with her teeth, but she stops and she looks at it. And it's a tranquilizer. And then some demonic whisperings start to cloud her mind. Yeah, what the hell is this? I don't really know. They just kind of come out of nowhere. Yeah, I thought the episode was going in a very different direction when I heard that. Mm -hmm. She clutches that bottle for a minute, then looks around and we cut to Joyce's bedroom, where Helen is bringing in a tray 
with some tea and crumpets. Oh, that's sweet. I know, right? A little change of heart on Helen's side, right? Yeah, like very instantly being like, I hope you fucking die. And then being like, here, sweetie, brought you some tea. Yeah, to go from eat nail polish and die to delivering tea. Hmm. I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> we see Joyce getting dressed and an oddly calm Helen is here offering up a peace offering. Yeah, th- this is why this episode got made. All for this scene? They were like, all right, we're just going to reuse an old script and change John Lovitz to Mimi Rogers. But yeah. we're going to get Kathy Ireland in her underwear. So, yeah, bing, you're bang, right. boom, we got an episode. That is exactly what it is. This one is all, it's just like exploitation, right? This entire episode. Sure. Although, you know, interestingly enough, though, there I don't think there's any boobs in this episode. Surprisingly. No, surprisingly. That's weird. I'm sure not from a lack of trying. Oh, I'm sure, right? Like, you know, boobs were all over the script, and Mimi Rogers and Kathy Ireland were like, no. <laughs> no. You can hire John Lovitz if you want. Top if you this. want the boobs, you can get John Lovitz. <laughs> Most of all for this episode, I felt like it was written by a, by a man, you know? Oh, for sure. It, it just, ugh. I don't like it. Joyce is a bit apprehensive here, but Helen sits down and apologizes, saying that she just got frustrated because she's been working at it for so long and has nothing to show for it. And Joyce over here comes home with just not one, but two jobs? Huh? Outrageous. We see Joyce taking a sip of that peace tea a few times, and she says, ah, it's okay, Helen. She gives Helen a big old hug, saying that she knows how she feels. Does she, though? Because it seems like she just gets roles and gigs all the time. She's just kind of like leveling with Helen, okay? This is what you do when you're at roommates, okay? You guys have a big fight. Oh, Helen, I know what it's like to be ugly. (laughs) No, you don't, Kathy. (laughs) I don't know. Like, uh, Kathy Ireland is a very beautiful woman. But Mimi Rogers is no slouch. So No, she's not. I don't know what they're trying to say here. I don't know either, dude. Why (laughs) isn't she getting these roles? I don't know. Ten years. Ten years in the biz, and I guess she has none roles? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like she just does nothing. I don't think you get to call yourself an actor if it's just like, I declare myself an actor, but I don't act. (laughs) Helen thanks her, and Joyce asks if she can get her necklace on. So Helen helps her out, saying that, man, this shit is beautiful. The truth is, I really admire your ability to get what you want. By the way, do you get any money for this contest? And Joyce is all, uh, hmm. I think the winner gets, um, hmm. The spokesperson for the company or something? And we see Joyce kind of slowly get into her dress as Helen asks what it's for. Joyce giggles saying that she thinks she forgot to ask. Helen has a good chuckle about this one as the room gets all fuzzy. And then Joyce falls to her bed. Hmm, what's going on here, Brandon? Helen dances her way over to Joyce's purse and gets the note that says, George, this girl is great. She's the one. Make sure she gets it. And gets it is underlined, so you know that it's terrible. (laughs) It's signed by Tom. Helen laughs, saying, yeah, I'll make sure she gets it. Then she looks over at Joyce, whose eyes are wide open. And she says, sweet dreams, you little tramp. I'll make sure that spokesmodeling job will be mine. Now I want you to take it easy, because by the time I get back... And then she says, wait, Joyce? And Helen slowly walks over to Joyce, who's still motionless on the bed with her eyes open. She grabs her hand, which is limp, because she's clearly fucking dead. Yeah. (laughs) Joyce is dead as shit. Helen's all, oh god. And she checks her heartbeat, but there isn't one. So she starts feebly attempting CPR. 
on her for a moment, then just shakes her up and down, yelling, this ain't her fault. She punches her in the chest a few times for good measure, saying that she ain't going to jail for her because Joyce is not worth it. Then she gets a great idea, Brandon. What is it? Oh, I'll tell you. She grabs that note and heads over to the typewriter to write up one of her own. We hear her mocking Joyce's voice as she types, saying that the direction of my life has been going downhill for so long, I can't take it. So I'm too depressed to go on living anymore. Yeah. Like a very... It's the most cliched, like... Right. She puts that fresh type note and places it right near Joyce's signature giant lips-shaped phone. Then she grabs that <laughs> bottle of tranquilizer, wipes it of prints, even though she doesn't have any gloves on, and puts it in Joyce's hands. She eye drops a little water on her eyes to make it look like her makeup was running, and then takes the tray of goodies out. I like how long it's spent uh, showing us that she's covering up for her murder. When it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. <laughs> like, spoilers, this is the last time we see Kathy Ireland in this episode. Yeah. It could have cut straight to the beauty pageant, and I don't think anybody watching would have been like, but wait, what is she going to do when the police show up? <laughs> I mean, we probably would have been, but like... <laughs> well, yeah, because we have to pick apart these things. But yes, you're right. But you know what, though, Brandy, you don't have to wait too long, because we teleport to the pageant area, and Helen asks an officer... For George, he points over at a dude who's talking to another contestant that complains about only having an hour. I don't know. He goes over the rules of the pageant and she asks, wait, so who's judging this shit? Helen interrupts asking, hey, George, uh, I need to talk to you privately for just a moment. George is all OK, then dismisses the other contestant. The two walk over to a little private area and Helen shows George the note. He reads it asking, uh, did Tom give you this? Helen nods and George is all, oh, OK, well, if it's what Tom wants, I mean, I can work with this. They walk away and George is all, man, knowing the winner from the beginning is so cool. But uh-oh, the other contestant is listening in. But like, not that much because he just says it out loud. Yeah, right. I feel like there's some legal obligations here, but George doesn't care. Where is Tom? We don't get to see Tom. But why? Because it seems like he's know. pretty important in all of whatever's going on here at this pageant. But he's not there? Like, he doesn't no. go to the pageant, but he pulls the strings? I, dude, I wondered the same thing, because we don't see Tom. He's barely mentioned from here on out. He has such influence, and yet, he's nowhere in this episode. Yeah, what Tom says goes, but he just doesn't bother to even go to the thing. Not stupid. Hey there, everybody. Happy New Year. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite roommate. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen to our show, whether this is the first episode you've listened to or you've listened to everything that we've got. We are so thankful for you spending some time with us. If you'd like to help support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash private island. We post new content all the time, like early release episodes, bonus episodes, bloopers, and so much more. We have plenty of tier options for you to choose, and all donations go right back into the show to help us make the best Up All Night podcast that we can make. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Beths, Veniswitch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, Rad, Magical, Faith, and Shane, the Goths, Stephen, Matt, Aaron, Brittany, Sid, and Corey, the citizens of Carlsville, Sarah, Mr. Normal, Matt, Keith, Christy, Angela, and Meredith, and your boys and girls, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. 
We hope you follow us on social media for all the latest posts. You can find us on Twitter at UANpod, on Instagram and threads at Up All Night Podcast, on YouTube at Up All Night HA Podcast, and on TikTok at Private Island Presents. I'm going to work really hard this year to make additional content for all of our social medias, so I hope you check them out and enjoy. You can find me live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash privateislandc, where I play plenty of fun games to keep you entertained. Everything is Goosebumps, Tales from the Crypt, and Are You Afraid of the Dark related, so I hope you stop in, you collect some channel points, and you play some voice clips from your favorite shows. We'd like to thank you for your patience as we took a little holiday break, which we do every year, so don't worry, we'll be back every Tuesday with new episodes and bonus episodes on Patreon. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and Happy New Year. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show. Aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox, I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks so much for listening in, everybody. I am so glad to be back. For now, I will let you get back to the show, and I will talk with you again next week. Bye, everybody. (laughs) George asks Helen if she's known Tom for a long time, and Helen is all, uh, nope. Just met him once. George giggles about that, saying, Ah, that Tom. I like a girl with your qualities. Okay, let's get you into the dressing room. Over in the dressing room, Helen sets down her bags and sits down when that woman from before, whose name is Drusilla, which I I don't believe is a real name. Who names their child Drusilla? Someone who wants their kid to grow up to be a vampire, I guess. Yeah, I guess guess so. Or maybe, like, look, look, I don't want to, like, yell at anybody whose name is actually drusilla just in case that has happened once we're or gonna twice. get so many messages from drusillas i know twitter's gonna be a oh it's gonna be a shit hey, show it's me drusilla smith and i just want to say that <laughs> drusilla is the coolest name i love my name which is drusilla <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> drusilla here busts in yelling look i know what you're doing and i think it's disgusting Helen is taken aback by this, asking, what? Drusilla says, you know, this contest isn't really a big deal to me, but even if it was, I would never stoop to your level. Fucking some stranger just to get a break? Helen doesn't like what she's hearing, so she yells, up yours, then starts brushing her hair. Drusilla walks up to Helen saying, I know you slept with Tom so you could win this thing. Helen tries to reason with her saying, look, it ain't what you think, but Drusilla don't care. She says, I bet it's worse than what I think. It's probably unsafe sex. Whoa, 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 Drusilla. That's crossing a lie. Yeah, that's insane. Helen starts yelling some more, but George busts in and apologizes for interrupting. Drusilla's all, ah, that's cool, baby. I was just leaving. <laughs> Two can play at that game, by the way. You know, which is what she says to Helen. Yeah. George slams that door closed, asking if them two's girls have a problem. Helen chuckles, saying, nah, we're just good friends. I like how Helen seems so, like, offended about the accusation of, like, cheating to get her way to the top. Like, that, she's like, whoa, I would never do that. But murdering someone, she's like, "Eh, (laughs) I'll kill someone, but I would never sleep around. Yeah, Helen's weird. (laughs) Helen's Helen's an odd one. Her motivations are really weird. She, like, also makes a big thing about... Like how integrity and like she cares about what's on the inside or whatever, but she just cheats to get this gig anyway. Yeah, it's like she's lived her whole life as that strong, independent woman who don't need no man, and it's never gotten her anywhere, which is stupid, which is why this episode was written by guys. And now she's like got that taste of like, well, let me try it, see what happens. 
And it, you know what, Helen? It doesn't really work out for you, girl. Yeah. So maybe life is just not made for Helens. Yeah. Can't win either way. No, that's what happens when you just Helen. <laughs> I don't know. George tells her that they need her to come in for final costumes for the grand finale. He turns to leave, but Helen asks, oh, by the way, George, I don't want to sound stupid, but I was wondering, when I become the company's spokesmodel, what exactly am I selling? George smiles, saying, more than anything, you'll be selling yourself, who you are on the inside. That really resonates with Helen because she said it earlier in the episode and she mm-hmm. smiles. We cut to the stage where George is asking some random contestant about what she would do on her last day on Earth. And the woman says, Well, I've always been a natural kind of girl, so I suppose I'd go to the country and I'd look at the flowers and the trees and the mountains and the fresh air. Of course, I couldn't see the fresh air because it's invisible, but I'd breathe as much of it as I could. And that's what I'd do if today were my last day on Earth. Yeah, so typical beauty pageant answer. George thanks her, and the crowd golf claps at her, and she is dismissed. George calls out that it's their final contestant, Helen's turn, and the crowd claps some more, and Helen walks up to the front of the stage. Drusilla is there, though, and she is just staring at her. She's like, "Mm -mm." Drusilla, Drusilla. (laughs) I feel like Drusilla is one of the, like, wicked step aunt, uh, step mother daughter names. Yeah, she sounds like a Disney villain, for sure. Really does. George asks Helen how she's doing, and Helen's all, oh, I'm good, I'm just really happy to be here. Then George asks, so tell us, Helen, in your life, what is one thing that you feel most guilty about doing, and why did you do it? That's a silly question. Yeah, what the hell kind of question is that? The crowd chuckle about that super awkward question, and Helen's all, um, what makes you think I'm guilty? I mean, after all, we've all done bad things in our lives, right, Georgie? But I have no regrets, because no matter what, I've been true to myself. And after all, it's what's inside that counts, right? George declares that to be a good answer, and the crowd claps. Yeah, it's a nice save. (laughs) Right. She literally just committed murder like an hour ago, and she's like, I don't regret a single thing. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I can't think of anything bad I've ever done. With that, Helen walks back to her spot, and George says, now it's time for the judges to make their decision. And then the winner of this pageant will appear in the grand finale. The lights flick off, and everybody just walks backstage. So I guess we don't really get to see a lot of this pageant that this whole episode has been hyping up. but Nope. I think I'd prefer it that way. We watch Helen stop and look over to see George talking to that Drusilla bitch, Brandon. Drusilla again? She's unstoppable. They stop and George walks by Helen and Helen is all, um, George, what's all the hubba here? The hell kind of (laughs) question was that? George stares at her and says, look, we need to talk. Uh And you know what that means, Brandon. Never a good thing. What did Tom say now? They walk into a room and George pulls out that note from Tom and rips it up saying that this shit does not exist. In fact, it never existed. Then he makes it rain confetti. <laughs> Turns to leave. <laughs> but Helen is all, wait, what? What you talk about? This means I don't win? Was it that bitch Drusilla? George races out of the room saying it's out of his hands. And Helen thinks it's actually out of his pants, he means. That's <laughs> what she says to the door as he, you know, walks out of it. Then she slams that door and heads over to see Drusilla. She walks into her dressing room, and we see that she has a piece of cloth in her hands and wraps around tight behind her back. That seems familiar. She calls out to Drusilla, asking, how does it feel to be a whore and a hypocrite? (laughs) Drusilla turns around, saying, hypocrite? I'm impressed. That's a big word for a little slut like you. (laughs) Yeah, this whole thing is just back and forth. 
slut shaming. <laughs> and yet neither of them, I think, had anything. No, they didn't do anything. Neither yeah. one of them. <laughs> Helen's all, I'm a slut. That's a pot calling a kettle black. You fucked him to win that contest, didn't you? Drusilla turns around saying, uh, yup. You should have seen the look on George's face when I told him I was going to sue his ass off for sexual harassment. I told him I was going to call the police and the newspapers and everything. This business of sleeping with someone to win a contest is bullshit. Though I bet girls like you love the casting couch. You love how easy it is as opposed to memorizing lines. Helen starts to rebuttal, but Drusilla tells her to spare it. Helen tells her that that note wasn't her and she isn't that kind of girl. But Drusilla doesn't believe it, asking, oh yeah? Then what kind of girl are you? Helen grips that cloth tighter and then roars and attacks Drusilla. She starts strangling her, explaining that she's this kind of girl, a murderer, Brandon. <laughs> yes, only a murderer. Drusilla crashes against her vanity and Helen's all, Nice work, babe. It suits you. The look in question here, Brandon? Drusilla being fucking dead. That is two in one night. I know, she's on a roll. Like, goddamn. It's like, it's only been like an hour and a half at this point. That is serial killer numbers. <laughs> yeah, she crazy. Um, <laughs> I just have to say, Brandon, when I was typing Drusilla crashes against the vanity, it took me like a few minutes to think of what a vanity was called. <laughs> well, when you said it, I was very impressed. I know, right? Look at me with all my knowledge. <laughs> I know what a vanity is. Such a cool word. I didn't look it up though. I like I use I I uh, researched the bowels of my mind to think of what it was called because I was like, it's not a mirror, it's not a dresser. What the fuck is this thing called? <laughs> <laughs> we cut to Helen's dressing room where George walks in, asking, "Hey, have you seen that Drusilla woman?" Helen tells him, "Nah, she left. I was talking to her and she changed her mind about that whole threat she made. She decided it wasn't worth getting choked up about, so she left." <laughs> Jesus. I know, right? Just admit it at that point. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Freeze over here being like, he, she was dead tired. <laughs> she was murdered. Oh, I mean, not murdered. <laughs> George tells her, okay, sounds good. You still interested in winning this thing? Helen tells him, oh, you bet I am. And he ushers her out of the room. But the camera zooms over to a dead Drusilla in the background. She was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, she's like hidden amongst mannequins the way that E.T. was <laughs> yeah. with those dolls. <laughs> she really is. Oh my god. <laughs> we see George and Helen stomp down a hallway and into a room with a light above it. Some dude named Rudy is there, and Helen takes a seat under that light. Rudy here just gets on top of Helen and starts manhandling her face a bunch and says that she's got some great bone structure. Helen thanks him, but Rudy says, I wasn't talking to you. Anyway, I thought we was, was going to make this look natural. Or doesn't my opinion mean anything? And we see Rudy here just slapping makeup on Helen's face. It's really mm -hmm. weird. George is in the corner, and he's saying, Yeah, your opinion counts. You're part of the team, man. Helen complains that Rudy's makeup skills are shit. But Rudy brushes her hand away and then starts slathering on some lipstick. Helen complains more, and Rudy's all, Oh my god, this is the last time we're doing this stupid beauty pageant shit. We should just take them off the streets like the old days. Rudy goes in for some eyeshadow or something, just poking at Helen's eyelids, and she tells George to make Rudy stop all of this garbage. How the hell is she supposed to model anything looking like this? The music gets a bit sinister now, and George tells her not to worry about it. Then Rudy grabs her neck, and George pulls out a needle and injects her with some shit. It looks like glow stick fluid. 
Yeah, it's she fluorescent screams. blue T-virus. It's gross. We zoom out of the room and the door closes and then we fade to black. Did you see this coming at all, Brandon? Uh, yes, because okay. I've seen Top Billing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> this next part is very interesting because we're back on stage and some sappy piano music starts playing. And then George here just kind of busts into song. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's a good song. Yeah, he's talk slash singing about how beauty is only skin deep. And a curtain unfolds behind him as he sings. Here she is, a picture of grace. Two vacant blue eyes in an ashen white face. Though she seems kind of stiff as an ex-human being. How far she will go remains to be seen. And the sheets covering Helen are ripped away, and we see that she's fucking dead. And her chest is popped open. And a big sign that says Miss Autopsy 1992 comes down. And it's like, what? (laughs) What's this? Yeah. So, this is all fucking stupid, but you can keep going. Oh, okay, thanks. George starts into the second verse of his song about how much of a pleasure it was to slice her, and it's what's inside that counts. This song is ridiculous, though, Brandon. This man is giving it his all. He's got a really nice singing voice. I will give him that. Yeah, this is what he was hired for. It really is. Yeah, he's, he's got some some pipes on that old old bag of bones. The crowd all clap a whole bunch after that show, and we look again at Helen, and then pan up to the Miss Autopsy sign again, and we keep panning up until we're back with the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. It was a nice little cut, yeah. A little editing magic. And he says, good old Helen, talk about an opening night. Now that's what I call a hard body. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I gotta get back to my workout, kitties. And he lifts <laughs> up a bone connected by two human skulls. He lifts it up once, puts it down, saying, oh, I love that burn. And then he laughs us out of the episode, and that is the end of Beauty Rest. All right, Cortland, so let me ask you. Do it. What the hell? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week, folks. Like, here's what I'll say. I liked talking about Beauty Rest because I got to be, like, you know, silly during this episode. I always love to be silly. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that this is just top billing, except... Not as good. The thing about top billing is that the twist at the end was actually like interesting. Yes. You're following these people and you're like, oh, I hope he gets this role. And then you find out that these people are fucking crazy and they're like psychopathic uh, murderers. Yeah. And that that is a wild out of left field thing. This thing is like kind of similar but whereas in top billing, they were in like a psychiatric hospital and you're like, oh, that makes sense that they would be there. This is like a a beauty pageant trade event with a giant audience full of people. And they're having this miss autopsy where they murder a woman. Yeah. And it's not like a secret. Like the people in the audience are like, oh, we don't know that that's actually a real murdered person because they saw the beauty pageant and she was one of the contestants. So they're just like, oh, yeah, we perform autopsies. So, yeah, murder that woman. Let's all vote for the woman who gets murdered. Like, what even is this beauty pageant? Why do they do this? I agree with that weirdo biker in the basement who's like, (laughs) 
Why don't we just pull him out of the basement? Like, yeah, don't murder anyone. But if you are, like, why are you holding a beauty pageant? This whole thing is fucking stupid. It doesn't make any sense. I know, Brandon. I know. Because, like... And where's Tom? (laughs) Brandon, I've never seen you like this before. (laughs) Sorry, beauty rest just... (laughs) It gets me now. It's no, fun. it's fair though. It's fair because we just saw this episode like last season, wasn't it? It was in season three that we had top yes. billing, and then they just—it's like literally the same script. I mean, you have you have Helen that is John Lovitz, and she can't catch a break, and you're like, oh, that sucks. Except the difference is, is that she murders somebody like almost immediately, so you're like, oh, I don't like her, but yet she still tries to like uphold her, you know, what's on the inside and in this man's world, and fuck that shit. It just doesn't work for me. the The twist ending is not that it's not anywhere near as compelling as it was for Top Billing. No, it's the worst. It's the worst twist I think this show's had. Damn. Because I don't even know. That's fine. I think I I I mean we've said it since the beginning though. It's just not. It's not very. It's not as good. I don't think this episode is the worst episode, but no. I think it's because the actresses and they really sell it. It's not boring. And like Mimi Rogers is great. Yeah, she is. I like her a lot. Uh, It's just like, I don't know. It was a disappointment. I think the problem is is we're mad because it's a disappointment because we just had this episode and it's just a downgrade to it. It's literally watered down top billing. Yeah. And I don't think that Mimi Rogers or Kathy Ireland deserve watered down anything. Okay. No. Did you learn anything from top? Uh, oh, I must call the top villain. My bad. <laughs> Did you learn anything from Beauty Rest, Brandon? Um, I learned. I'm just gonna stop you there, Brandon. That silence was awkward. I learned. Just eat your leftovers. Well, there, you, you bought the stuff. Just eat it. They're models, Cortland. Oh, well, I guess well, I would never. Kathy know that. Ireland is like Helen. Doesn't <laughs> work at all. <laughs> She's just a bum who lives in Joyce's house. Like, yeah, she just lives rent free. <laughs> yeah, she just lives there. That's why she could only afford the rice cakes. Yeah, until she bites the hand that feeds her, literally. Uh, I learned nothing. That's fine. I learned that top billing is much better. (laughs) Yeah, this this episode didn't really give us a lot. The title for it, Beauty Rest. mm, No. Not a great title. No. I I got one, though. Top billing two, dreams come true. (laughs) They don't really, but yeah. (laughs) It could have just been called the beauty pageant. Everybody loves Joyce. They do, though, right? Joyce is awesome. I want to give her a part in anything. I bet you she's on Cameo. <laughs> we can probably get her on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to look that up now. Well, while you do that, Brandon, why don't we look at the cast of characters here? We've already talked about a couple of them, but I want to see what they've been in. So we should start with Helen, played by Mimi Rogers. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in particular that you recognize Mimi Rogers from? Well, the thing I most remember seeing her from when i was a kid was uh austin powers yes yep she's in austin powers she started things off sometime before 1981 it doesn't have a year here on imdb but she was in a tv movie called scruples which i think is a board game that's cool i don't think that this tv movie is the board game but you know oh i'm sure it is they make movies (laughs) out of board games all the time they did but like the the first one that i remember from the 80s was clue yeah, and it was great. So they were like, all right, move on to Scruples. <laughs> well, it happened before Clue did, Brandon. Okay, so, they so went... Clue was a reaction to Scruples. Yeah, they, they were, were like, like Scruples, Scruples was so great. <laughs> we gotta make Clue. Yeah. Man, we talked about Clue, too. If you want to listen to that, it's on Patreon. Yeah, it was a great episode. 
1981, she was in two episodes of Hill Street Blues. Um, she was actually in quite a bit of things before she was in Tales from the Crypt. So from 1981 to 1992, when she was in this episode, she was in uh, The Doors, uh, Desperate Hours, Someone to Watch Over Me, Gung Ho, Brandon, mm, Paper Dolls. After Tales from the Crypt, she was in Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog. That sounds exciting. In the Blink of an Eye, Austin Powers. The Mirror Has Two Faces. The Devil's Arithmetic. Uh, she was in seven episodes of The X-Files. Cruel Intentions 2. Ginger Snaps, The Deleted Scenes. Oh, and she was in Ginger Snaps as well. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> she was in 22 episodes of The Gina Davis Show. <laughs> I didn't know Gina Davis had her Gina own Davis show. Gina Davis had a show? She sure did. I oh, love Gina love Davis. I love Gina Davis. It was like a sitcom. Sexy and sophisticated Manhattan party planner, Teddy Cochran starts dating writer Max Ryan. The two hit it off, and Teddy soon moves into Max's suburban home, along with his two children, six-year-old Eliza and 13-year-old Carter. Man, you get it, Gina Davis from 1999. I love you. Yeah, I hope that that show went on for hundreds of years, and it's still a success, even though I've never heard of it. Good stuff. She was in Dawson's Creek. We've heard of that one, I think. Dumb and Dumber, When Harry Met Lloyd. I forgot they made a sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Remember that, that was a, shit? That was a prequel. I I remember I was at your house when I when I saw the commercial for it for the first time. Stupid things that I remember, you know. Yeah. More recently, she was in King of the Hill in 2010. Okay, I guess that wasn't that recent. Forget that that was like you know forever ago. Six episodes of Cleaners. Six episodes of Two and a Half Men. Thirty-four episodes of Bosch. Most recently, she's been in 20 episodes of Bosch Legacy. So, yeah, that show was so good, they had to make more. So, Mimi Rogers is, like, the opposite of her character, Helen. Like, she's very successful. Oh, yeah. Next, Brandon, let's talk about Kathy Ireland. Uh, she played Joyce in this episode of Tales for from the Crypt. two minutes, yes. Um, As far as acting goes, she's been in a good amount of things, but... Um, I don't think this is her main career, right? She's a model? Yeah. I, I think primarily she was a model, yeah. Well, her acting career started off in 1985 with Charles in Charge. She went on to do Mom and Dad Save the World, Loaded Weapon 1. That's what I know her from. Um, I've never seen Loaded Weapon. Is that one of those like spoof movies? Yeah, it's like a National Lampoon spoof of um, Lethal Weapon. I love spoof movies. It's a pretty good one, from my memory. I haven't seen it in quite a while. but She did some voices for Eek the Cat and Fantastic Four, the animated series. She was also in one episode of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Awesome. She was in Touched by an Angel, Once Upon a Christmas, and then oh, Twice Upon a Christmas. Look at her go. More recently, uh, her most recent role, as far as being an actress involved, she was in Totally Spies in 2002. For okay. an episode. That's over 20 years ago. Yeah. So, like I said... She's still, she, I mean, she's still doing stuff. I think it's just modeling. Let's look at Drusilla Brandon, played by Jennifer Rubin. She started things off 1987 with A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Whoa. Have you watched that movie yet? No. You should watch that movie. It was a good one. She plays Taryn in that, uh, in that movie. And Taryn is the badass. So I didn't know. I didn't recognize her. And I just watched that movie not that long ago. But uh, yeah, she did. She did work on that one. I think it's usually claimed to be the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Interesting. She was in the 80s Twilight Zone. She was in The Doors. She was in something called Kisses in the Dark, Brandon. Oh my. Scandalous. Strangers by Night. Little Witches. I'm trying to see if I recognize anything, really. I don't. 
most recently she was in something from 2022 called You're Melting. That's pretty recent. She's still doing stuff. Yeah, she's still working it. Next up. Next up, Brandon, we got George, played by the late Buck Henry, who passed away in 2020. This is the man with the pipes, Brandon. He was singing it up. Yeah, so let me guess. He has no acting roles because he's primarily a beautiful singer. Uh, actually, the first thing that pops up on IMDb is his writing. Uh, he was a writer for things like Get Smart and Alfred Hitchcock Presents and some other things. <laughs> Get Smart again, but the TV series from the 60s and 70s. I guess he helped write 138 fucking episodes of that show. Damn. Jeez. For acting, he started it off in 1959 with The Bridge. He was also in the 1971 classic, Brandon. Is there sex after death? Hmm. I wonder. Classic. Alfred Hitchcock presents. He not only wrote for it, but he was in an episode. He was in Shakespeare's Plan 12 from Outer Space. What the fuck's that? Is that a Plan 9 from Outer Space twist? I don't know. I've never seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. You should. I know. I know I should. He was in Dilbert, Brandon. Did you know that Dilbert had a TV series? I did. Was that awful? I think I feel like it was awful, right? And it's probably okay if you like Dilbert. I only remember Dilbert because of his candies. Yeah, we did go to the dollar store one time and we bought Dilbert candies. Why? I don't know. But we did it. He was in an episode. No, he was in three episodes of Hot in Cleveland. And most recently, he was in 2015's Kiss Kiss Finger Bang. Okay. And that was him. Let's talk about Rudy, Brandon. You remember that one guy who had a leather vest on and he was like slapping Helen with some makeup? Do you remember him? Yes, he was in it for about 10 seconds. Well, that was played by Michael Wiseman. He played Rudy in this episode. And Michael Wiseman here has been in some things. First starting out 1987 with French in action. He was in Predator 2, Brandon. He played a cop. Oh, cool. You love that movie. I do. He was in Walker, Texas Ranger. Mowgli, The New Adventures of the Jungle Book. I didn't know that was a TV series from 1998, but that was a thing, I guess. Man, what didn't they make a TV series of? Um, Jurassic Park. I feel like there's probably an animated Jurassic Park. I was just trying to think, is there a Jurassic Park? Like, why wouldn't they capitalize on that? I don't think they ever did. There was Ah, a goddamn animated Godzilla, like Godzilla 1998 movie or TV show. That was dark times. Dark times. I watched it every week. He was a nip tuck for an episode. A lot of one episode uh, showings for him. He was in Lie to Me, The Mentalist, Without a Trace, nine episodes of Vegas, and most recently he was in 2022's Holiday Harmony. And that was our cast, Brandon. That's all I'd like to talk about for Beauty Rest. We are finished here. Well, all right. Do you want to see what's coming up next week? Yes, please. Please. Tell me it's not another top billing, because we we have too many of those now. The first was the best. Yeah, we don't have another top billing next. Uh, Next episode, season four, episode six, is called What's Cooking? Okay. What is cooking, Cortland? Well, I will let you know, Brandon. Meatloaf is in this episode. Oh, so this one's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be great. It's got meatloaf. How could it be bad? You know? (laughs) Is meatloaf dead? Yeah, meatloaf passed away either this year or last year. Okay. Yeah, he passed away in 2022. We also have a couple of other people. Christopher Reeve. Do you know that? I feel like I know that name. That's Superman, bro. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. How about Bess Armstrong? Nope. Art Lafleur. Nope. Judd Nelson? Yes. Okay. We got a couple. I mean, we got Meatloaf. What more can we ask for? Okay. We have Meatloaf in an episode that's called What's Cooking? Okay. That's like perfect. 
Have you had a meatloaf recently, Brandon? Not recently. No, I should have meatloaf. That sounds really good. Doesn't it though? Yeah. Um, I feel like everybody's got their own little special secret recipe for meatloaf. Do you want to divulge your secrets? I'd love to know. Next week. Ah, okay. All right. That's fair. Well, Brandon, for now, I've been up all night. I actually really should go back to bed, but <laughs> fuck, we got another episode to record after this, we so do. that's not happening. But that's okay. It's goosebumps. So I'm out of here, Brandon. I will talk with you next week for what's cooking. I'm going right. to ask you too. I'm going to ask you what's cooking. I'm going to do it. I'll be here and I'll tell you what's cooking. All right. Well, I'm out of here then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ice cream.